Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 5, you will hear stories from our sixth collection, Curious Stuff. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. A Walk on the Moor with Emily by Sherry Cox You may miss that Wuthering Heights weather. Our cheery English guide greeted us at the door of my favorite writer's home in Haworth, England. We've had no rain for weeks. Unusual, she said, inviting us inside. Here I was at last in England with my sweet indulgent husband. He fulfilled my dream to visit the parsonage where Emily Bronte grew up and died. Thanks to him, we had taken a spur train from London and arrived in heaven. His feigned interest, touring a dead woman's home, represented pure tolerance. I had discovered Emily's only novel when I was 16 years old. No teacher mentioned her. She was my find. I felt as if I knew her, a preacher's kid, like me. In my married middle age, I hoped to renew our friendship. We followed our English rose of a guide into the mid-Victorian parlor. Here was the table the three Bronte sisters circled, reading their unpublished novels to one another. And here, our guide said, is the couch where Emily died, refusing a doctor until her last day. My husband shuddered slightly at the vision, black leather, mahogany-lined arms, legs, and back. A dream fulfilled, I murmured, not realizing my husband had slipped from the room. Darling, I stepped into the hallway. What could be important enough to merit his cry, breaking my reverie with the creator of a masterpiece, haunted with conflicted love and angst? He stood at the top of the staircase waving toward a banner. Happy birthday, Emily. I promise I have no memory for dates, not even my husband's birthday or our anniversary. We have been married 21 years. My imagination never conceived this serendipity that last day of July, 2005. After this, a walk on the moor with Emily was what I needed. Follow the stone hedge behind the house until it runs out. Look for the few signs. Enjoy the heather and this lovely day. We strode confidently, wearing summer shoes and shorts, past hedges, on to the increasing vagaries of a moor, which I had never seen, nor had I seen heather. A sprig of the purple flower was the dying request of the book's conflicted Catherine Earnshaw, the waving wildflowers perfumed our air. The sheep bleated. The sky darkened, lending atmosphere for a good book. The Bronte children had taken these paths many times, after all. Otherwise, the Bronte Falls and Bridge would not carry their name. They would have treasured bits and bobs they found along the way. As we walked, I scanned the ground, gladly imagining the bit of milky glass I picked up had belonged to ancient Romans. The Brontes might have touched this. 
We passed the landmark falls, dry as a ditch. My husband lagged behind and sat too long upon the Bronte Rock, where it was rumored they had shared a biscuit. Past an abandoned stone hut, I found a fragment of Victorian plateware. Surely it was a sign of broken love-crazed porcelain, the blue figure of a partial girl among grapevines. And were those roses? Birds? I planned to write a poem inspired by Emily someday, but were we any closer to finding that bridge? The English weather broke, too, turned to a thunderous steady downpour. I secured my flow blue wear and put my poetic meanderings away. All signs had vanished. We hailed a weathered man wearing a Macintosh who was closing his pasture gate. We appeared exactly as the characters we were, sodden summer tourists. Sir, are we anywhere near the Bronte Bridge? Aye, about a mile. He opened his gate and pointed ahead. Apparently the path ran through his property. I leapt, but my husband called. We need to turn around, darling. Are we coming back tomorrow? No, he said. I brushed soggy hair from my face and donned my plaintive look. It beat pretending not to hear above the driving rain. Please, just a little further. We made it with no clue how long that mile was. The sun came out and we stood on Bronte Bridge. The mist on the water rolled up and through me. I saw another hill and was transported to the thought, maybe the ruins of the stone house which had inspired Emily to create Withering Heights lay just beyond. No. He said gently, enough. Sixteen years later, I unwrapped the keepsake shard of plate stored in a teabag envelope. My memory of Emily remains in my unfinished poem. My treasure, though, is the tolerant husband, soaked to the bone, who brought us safely home. He did not lose me like tormented Heathcliff lost his Kathy. He still calls me darling and reminds me of the birthday I shall not forget. Copyright 2022, Sherry Cox. Sherry Cox of Charlotte, North Carolina, enjoys poets and writers. A journalist and attorney, she placed first in Charlotte Writers Club Poetry Awards 2002. Her published work includes the literary and the legal. Hickory Daily Record, Cackalack, Personal Story Publishing Project, North Carolina Legal Periodicals, and The Kissing Bow, Christmas Stories. Thank you for listening to another Six Minute Story. You can read them all in the six anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.